Welcome to Eavesdrop, where every day is a great conversation. Thank you for joining us today. We're so glad you're listening. If you're new to Eavesdrop, we'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Or, if you have an iPhone, you can download the new podcast app. That makes it even easier. We're on Facebook and Twitter at Eavesdrop Show, and you can find us on the web at www.eavesdropshow.com. So grab a cup of coffee, sit back, relax, and eavesdrop. Hello, everyone. I'm Heather, and today's show has really been building out of the last couple of conversations that we've had on Eavesdrop. In Episode 7, we were talking about when life throws you a curveball. And the last show was on procrastination, its causes and its cures. Now, today's topic is going to be turning your goals into reality. And my very special guest today is Mary Essery. She's an incredible testament of faith, hard work, and never accepting a setback as your final destination. She has an incredibly contagious can-do spirit, and I really think that's been a contributing factor to all of her success. She is married and is a mother of four children, one daughter, and three sons. She's accomplished so many of her goals and has risen to the top of her company and is a senior executive director with 31 Gifts. From that role, she leads hundreds, if not thousands, of women across the country and helps them to reach their lifelong goals. She's been a true friend to me and to my family, and I've had the privilege of walking with her in small group for over a year. She, she is someone that I can definitely say that God has taken a hold of her, and I am very pleased to welcome to the show Mary Essery. Thank you, Heather. I'm honored and humbled to be here today, and just to share my testimony with you, I truly believe that um, God has been through, been with me all this mm-hmm. time, and yeah. I'm very excited to be able to share this with you. So thank we're, you. We are too. I really feel like so many of the ladies that are listening can relate. Um, Mary right now is at you know, the top of her career. She has worked really hard, and now she's even having to make new goals because she's reached so many. And that's why I wanted her to share, because you might make a snapshot judgment about her and think her life has always been this way, mm-hmm. and you would be wrong. Right. God has walked her through some amazing things, and that's why I really wanted her to share not only the steps of how to, but really how did God Mm-hmm. do all of this. So Mary, why don't you take us back and tell a little bit about where you're from, mm-hmm. uh, what it was like growing up, those type of things. Sure. Well, I grew up in a small town called Seneca, South Carolina. And for those of you that are not familiar with that, that is Clemson University right outside there. And go Tigers. I knew she'd say it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it was what I remember a very hectic life growing up mm-hmm. in Um, Yep, so many people look at me and think I had my life together. And um, my childhood is definitely not what a reflection of my today. Right. So um, honestly, I remember my parents going in and out of the home. My father would move out, come move back in. And to me, it was like a revolving door. So um, I had a lot of growing up to do as I was coming up and just trying to catch on to whatever I was supposed to catch on to. Honestly, Heather, I was a baby, mm-hmm. and um, my sister is the oldest, my brother is in the middle, and of okay. course, I was the last one. So, um, as you know, babies just try to catch on to what they can. and <laughs> They watch what everybody else is and doing and join in. in. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, that's exactly what I did. Um, my childhood was, was very stressful growing mm-hmm. up. Um, so, as I moved on um, through life, cheerleading was actually my passion. That became what yeah. I just latched onto and honestly it Were was you good at it i was fabulous at it because <laughs> everything i put 
into it just mm-hmm. came tenfold. I'm telling you, um, I remember myself being out in the backyard, and as stressful as our household was, the outdoors of my life was just um, was peaceful for me. So I would go out mm-hmm. back, and I would literally work on those motions and jumps and make perfect them so that mm-hmm. I could go back and um, I could show my cheerleading coach that I had worked hard for something. And was it something that you could control? You could control mm-hmm. your actions, and yeah. and you felt safe in that and Mm -hmm. felt good that you knew you could do it absolutely absolutely so was your cheerleading coach a good influence in your life she was she really was and i enjoyed going to cheerleading every single day Mm -hmm. so oh gosh yes she was just a structure for me Mm -hmm. and um, the structure that i didn't have yeah so when i was at home it was just um try to make ends meet and Mm -hmm. um lots and lots of um yelling and and when I went to cheerleading, it was more of a peaceful, calming, very structured program. So, yeah. yeah. And I think I remember some of the things that you've shared with me, but I'd love for you to tell the other ladies, who were some of the other people that God had placed in your life and some of the other things that were really important influences mm-hmm. as you were growing up? Well, I tell you, I was always at friend's house, and um, my friend's parents became my parents, honestly. Mm-hmm. And it was just a really neat feeling. I don't know if you have friends um, where parents were your parents and yeah, yeah. along the way so I did I had plenty of them Mama Gail as I remember she was she is my godmother mm-hmm. she literally took me under her wing and just really helped me so much through life and the things that I the person that I am today yeah. I honestly believe she taught me those things to be um, to be exact and I'll never forget this woman through life as I went through um, my divorce years but um I never knew how to balance a checkbook, Heather. Yeah. Even um, you are with so many of us in that. Oh, it was as a young woman, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And this lady literally took me under her wing as a, a woman with two kids, and just um, it was really neat to be yeah. able to be mentored by a lady like that. Yeah. So um, let me fill in a couple of things. So Mm -hmm. Mary graduates high school. She's an incredible cheerleader. Mm -hmm. She goes off to college. Mm -hmm. She really doesn't like the college environment. Not at all. (laughs) The studying, the, you know, it it was a lot. So you came back home and Uh went to a different school. I did. And you met the man of your dreams. Well, which I thought was, and as at we the women, time we all laugh about it, they look so good on paper. Yeah. Well, you know, we women have big dreams anyway. We're Absolutely. All, women are all little girls are always dreaming, mm-hmm. and so in my head, I was always a big dreamer, and I always set goals for myself. And along the way, even for cheerleading back mm-hmm. in the days when I would, my cheerleading coach would say, "Oh, you need to master this tumbling act." And absolutely, you know, I would work so hard to set those to goals it. to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Being a little girl, I dreamed of being a wife mm-hmm. with kids and going and doing big things. And no, Heather, that just didn't turn out like I always wanted it to. So You know, I understand that completely. So you find yourself married. Yeah. And two children, mm-hmm. babies. Absolutely. Little babies. One and three. One and three boys. Mm-hmm. And it's falling apart. It is. The, the turmoil of the marriage is just getting over and over and overwhelming. And through that, your faith... Mm-hmm. I, I think is one of the points that you have shared with me. Absolutely. Really what kept you going and not mm-hmm. giving up. Mm-hmm. So um, share just a little bit about that. and Because you, you're talking about the financial, but mm-hmm. there was a lot of spiritual growth that you oh, had yeah. too right then. Mm-hmm. Well, um, you know, my childhood, we did grow up going to church. And uh, so I did have a good faith background. And I do remember 
through all the struggles that I've gone through, Heather, anyone would truly could go the opposite direction. Turn away from it. Turn away from it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I just really just always cling to that. Um, I, I didn't know at the time, honestly, everything and what that really entailed and meant. I was just you know, walking through Mm -hmm. as much as I could. And um, I do remember just praying and listening to Christian music. You know, Mm -hmm. it was just praise and worship was my big thing. That's Mm -hmm. truly what got me through a lot and praying. And I had lots of women praying for me. So, yeah, I would definitely say my faith really, really was my rock to get me through this. Right. And in that divorce, you know, Mm -hmm. I've talked about it a couple of times before, but, you know, that Hebrew word for divorce is to tear one thing into two pieces so that neither one is ever recognizable again. Mm -hmm. And I thank God that when that tearing happened in your life, that those things that you talked about, your faith, Mm -hmm. the love of music, the cheerleading and the coaching, all of those things came with you. Mm-hmm. through that divorce and they've made you into this person so mama gail mm-hmm. took you in and she started teaching you how to financially get things in order mm-hmm. and you started making some strides but was that it was that as hard as it got on you or what happened you oh, made no. some forward progress mm-hmm. and then what happened well and honestly i think forward would just be um let's put the next foot in front of the other um for okay. me when i divorced when i got divorced i um was still coaching at a university by Mm -hmm. the name of uh, Anderson University, coached cheerleading there. And once again, the passion continued. Mm -hmm. Um, I moved my boys and I two hours away, not knowing a soul up there other than my grandfather, not knowing how I was going to make it through life. Um, It was definitely a journey for me. But at that time, I didn't think of anything else but my boys. Mm -hmm. It was all about them and coping and trying to make ends meet. Um, when we moved two hours away, had nothing mm-hmm. but our clothing yeah. and the vehicle that we were driving. And um, I honestly remember, how am I going to make this? But mm-hmm. I knew in the back of my head that God was always there for me. And I had seen him work in other people's lives. And I knew that if he worked in their life, that he could work through us. So um, with two kids moving to Columbia, South Carolina, two hours away with absolutely nothing, no friends, I just dove into a church where my grandfather went. That's where I met a lady named Monet Pincus, and um, she knew that I had just moved there and needed a job. So honestly, Heather, I did something that I had never done before, and that was working for someone as an assistant. Mm. And um, I knew I had to put those boys in school because, once again, we were moving on four for my oldest, and Mm -hmm. he was going to have to go to school. So I did begin working and um, put my kids in school. But as you know, and as these women know, uh, working and putting kids in daycare, sometimes it just doesn't add up. You're not making as much, so... All your money is going to put them in daycare so that you can work. And it starts this cycle Mm -hmm. and it just snowballs to where you're behind the snowball looking at this financial mess in front of you thinking, how Mm -hmm. How am I going to get out? Mm -hmm. Um, So how did you get out? How how did this plan start to unfold? Well, it was it was absolutely incredible. I um, once I began to work for her and kind of got on my feet. I always tried to find a really good place for my boys and Mm -hmm. I, and I would never settle for just anything. I would always try to reach that goal that I set for my boys, and I did, and I knew that, um, Heather, I knew that if it were going to be for my boys to have a good life, it was going to be up to me. 
Right. And so I just really pushed myself. And um, we moved closer to Anderson, South Carolina, where Mm -hmm. their father was. And I just knew that it was time to get them closer. So after two years of living in Columbia, South Carolina, I moved back to Anderson, South Carolina. And that is where... Life honestly fell apart for me, mm-hmm. where I thought that it was going to get better. It truly hit rock bottom. And um, you don't realize that you've hit rock bottom until you've gotten yourself back up against the wall and you can't move any further. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll never forget us you know, moving into an apartment, which was against my better judgment, but I did it anyway. And um, we were without power. We were without money. Mm-hmm. I could not even work because... Or feed the boys. No, I couldn't even feed the boys. Um, I'll never forget, and um, this just brings tears to my eyes, but I'll never forget the doorbell ringing, and I opened up the door, and there was a box full of food and um, a gift card, and I was about to be evicted from my apartment because I had been two payments late, and she just said, I can't Continue. do this. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget that opening up the door and seeing that box sitting there, and the gift card was enough for me to be able to go and get the money to pay for um, me to stay there. Yeah. So um, God provided. God provided. And it was without so a amazing. Face, without, mm-hmm. you know, a request for thank you. Absolutely. He just met the need. Absolutely. And so um, to make a long story short, I actually met a lady um, who I was able to put my boys in a Christian school there. Mm-hmm. It's called Anderson Christian School. What a wonderful place it was. Um, wonderful people there to put their arms around me and love me and um, just for the person I was. And um, I began coaching cheerleading there. And um, and that passion just kept going. Kept going. And it never stopped. And I always ask God, Lord, why do I get drawn back to cheerleading? Why is that my job and um, because there are so many other things I could have done Mm -hmm. and um, my dad even used to say Heather um, cheerleading is never going to make you the money that you need and I continued to prove him wrong and um, so I just did what it took to make ends meet but um, that is truly where the um, friends began to Mm -hmm. help me through this and it was so amazing because we were at church and I'll never forget um, my pastor saying you never give up you always push forward and Mm -hmm. I always had that smile on my face that no one knew that I was in the pain yeah yeah so I just continued to keep going because I felt it was important for my boys to see that in me that rock and that solid Mm -hmm. rock for them absolutely yeah so Everything keeps moving. You're you're slowly mm-hmm. but surely learning, you know, financially, small steps, small mm-hmm. steps. You're getting to a point. Then God introduces the man that you would marry. Mm-hmm. And you start a courtship there. Mm-hmm. And by this point, you're living in Nashville. Is I moved correct? to Nashville. I did to move in with my sister. Um, I kept financially just running myself in the ground. And I realized that there was a need where I needed mm-hmm. to just latch on to someone and and, and my sister was that person at the time and so she said come live with me in Nashville Tennessee and I thought you're crazy so um but I did I said okay I'll give it six months that's it and my dad always used to say Heather um if you get yourself in it you get yourself out and I think that's one of the things that I love about you is that every time you had a setback you really set a time limit Mm -hmm. you never allowed yourself to think this setback is where I'm stopping that's right this is as far as I can get Mm -hmm. You would take the setback, the lumps. You know, my dad used to say, you got to take your lumps. You know, you'd take the lump, you'd take the consequence, and you'd say, I'm going to allow this to grow me. Mm-hmm. And in six months, 
I'm going to make a move. Yep. And and I love that because that's what happened here. Mm-hmm. You moved in with your sister, you know, so that you wouldn't have to pay for living expenses. That's right. So you could get back up on your feet. And so that works in mm-hmm. six months. Mm-hmm. You yeah. move out. Mm-hmm. You end up meeting who's to be your future husband. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And he is truly an, oh, he's truly a brush of fresh Fresh air. He really is. Um, I love her husband, y'all. He and I are cut from the same bolt of fabric. So they get married. Yep. And she's still coaching, Mm y'all. She has moved from South Carolina Mm -hmm. to Tennessee Mm -hmm. to Alabama. Mm -hmm. I mean, talk about an SEC Mm kind of girl. So she (laughs) has moved all these places and still continue to coach. Fast forward to them moving to Birmingham. She has coached at two of the largest high schools here in Birmingham, she's coached at Hoover High School and at Spain Park High School, as well as she was Samford University's mm-hmm. cheerleading mm-hmm. coach. So this cheerleading thing and how God's made her to be an inspiration and a team uh, role model, as well as a, a guider, a director, a mentor, mm-hmm. all of those things were just ingrained in her character. So tell me about when you got to the breaking point of do I really want to continue being a cheerleading coach? And what happened? Well, um, I knew that I couldn't always be a cheerleading coach for the rest of my life. But I'll never forget coming back home from a game. And it was actually Sanford University. We were coming home from a game. And everywhere, keep in mind, I used to take my kids everywhere Absolutely. I went. And I never really left them with anyone. And so I remember coming back home, Heather, and I remember my oldest son saying mom you spend more time with the cheerleaders than you do with us Ugh. yeah and at that moment i couldn't even speak i had Mm -hmm. a lump in my throat and i thought well what am i going to do now and i remember being involved with uh, the church at the time that i was going to we had a women's ministry there and i was involved with that and I'll never forget going there, and that week that we were talking um, actually was on Proverbs 31, the virtuous woman, and how Mm -hmm. the mother worked from home, and I thought, you know, I would love nothing more than to work from home, but Mm -hmm. I don't know what to do. Yeah. So, um, you know, Heather, it was just one of those moments where I think God was just using my children to speak through me. They speak truth to us, you know, out of the mouths of babes, Mm -hmm. you hear the truth that God is trying to talk to our hearts. And they just make us so sensitive because we love them so much. Mm -hmm. And I love how tender your heart was that you responded. Mm -hmm. He revealed something to you through a child and you Mm -hmm. responded. So what happened that day? Oh, it was so powerful. I was at the church. We were um, dissecting Proverbs 31. And if you've never done that, I encourage anyone to do that because it really, really Mm -hmm. hits home. So, um, we were rolling through Proverbs 31, and at the end, I remember the leader saying, um, if you have a prayer request, write that down. And for me, that was to find a job out of my home so that mm-hmm. I can continue to be there with those kids, not taking any time away from them, yeah. not dragging them to and from my job. And so I just wanted to be able to be the wife that God has called me to be and to be the mother of those kids like never before. And yeah. so... I remember getting an email from my leader um, in 31 um, at the time she was with the company, and she sent 
an email to me and it was about 31 gifts to look at this website. So I go on, I look at it and I'm like, 31, what does that mean? So I really began to learn more about 31 and it was Proverbs 31. It was founded Mm -hmm. from that. And I thought, okay, Lord, are you speaking to me about this through this job and the opportunity that it might have? Mm -hmm. So of course I take it to my husband and I share with him and he's like, not again. So um, anyway, so I did join. So you called her back yeah. and you said, okay, right. I am going to sign up. Yeah. I'm going to start this business from mm-hmm. home. And it's 31 gifts, which yep. God had just showed you Proverbs 31 mm-hmm. and how the woman could work from the home. And your your son had just said to you, you spend more time with others yeah. than you do with us. Yeah. And so all of these things are like this perfect storm that mm-hmm. are happening. And God is using this. Mm-hmm. And so you start this business and you're working from home. Mm-hmm. Well, how long was it before you started to see the investment that you made, which, you know, I think is like a hundred bucks. Yeah. <laughs> cost her a hundred bucks, y'all. <laughs> I would it say. It cost her a hundred bucks, <laughs> y'all. That's all I'm saying. So she started this new journey. Right. And how long was it before you started to see your cheerleading and the mentoring you were doing for girls turn out to be really big assets mm. for women? Wow. And you know, you just never know where God is taking you. Mm -hmm. So all along, I had no idea that the cheerleading background would uh, just the passion that Mm -hmm. I had for helping youth um, then to lead me to helping women. But I tell you, it began really quick, Heather. Um, I my husband made a comment to me, if you would take the passion that you had with working with cheerleaders into Mm -hmm this job and working with women, you will go very, very far. And he was correct. He was very correct. And so I dove in with the excitement of, okay, I'm going to take the passion I had from for cheerleading Mm -hmm. and put it into the love of 31. And so I did. And I really believe that I instantly saw that when um, I would say within that first six months, I began to see that I became a leader with 31. And that is truly where I began to help other women truly identify their why, their passion for their life, and really begin to get on that same journey of being um, the woman God had created them to be. So, And helping them to see that it was goals Absolutely. that they were lacking. Mm-hmm. Not that they were lacking the talent, right. the drive, or the abilities. Mm-hmm. It was just the goal Absolutely. to answer that question of what do I want and why do I want it? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's one of the most powerful things is is how God took something that you absolutely loved, mm-hmm. which was cheering, teaching, motivating, inspiring. Mm-hmm. And he hardwired that into you. Mm-hmm. And now he's giving you a passion. Oh, yeah. And, and I think that's huge. Um, when we talk about goals, I think one of the things that really I love about you is that you make your goals really smartly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I remember growing up learning that thing about smart goals, that they're specific. Mm-hmm. And that's what you're talking about. What's what's your why? Why do you want this? Very mm-hmm. specific to you exactly. that they're measurable. You know, like, what's it going to take? How will you know when you get there? Mm-hmm. Mary's great at asking me all the time, well, when will you know you've, you've met your goal? Mm-hmm. You know, is it attainable? Is it is it something that I could do? Mm-hmm. Can it be done? And Mary is great at that, uh, as well as is it realistic? Mm-hmm. Has it been done before? Can you do it? Do you have the ability? Mm-hmm. What are the steps? She's awesome at helping me to put steps in my in my journey 
And then, of course, what's the time limit? Mm-hmm. Ooh, <laughs> that's the thing that I love about Mary is she goes, I'm going to give myself until here. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give myself until, you know, this time frame. And this year I'm going to do this. And in the next two months, I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. And my focus this month. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's so wonderful. I'm grateful that it's not just, you know, the select few of us here in Birmingham that get to know Mary and, and um, around her with her goals. But just just to give the listeners a, just an idea, you know, I I said in the intro that, you know, you probably had hundreds, maybe thousands. How many people has God opened the door for you to influence? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying they're on your team. I'm just saying, sure. has God really opened a door for you across our country to, to lead and inspire? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, Heather, I when I went into this business um, with 31, I truly said a prayer to God. And I remember um, sitting in my closet, to be exact, because... Um, I've always been told you get into a quiet place and mm-hmm. you just cry out to God. And yeah. that was my prayer was that I would be able to um, not that they would hear me right. or hear what I have to say, because what I have to say is irrelevant. Yeah. It's I want them to hear the passion that God, God. Yes. And so I remember saying, Lord, speak through me so that they mm-hmm. do not hear me, but they hear you. And um, I just get so fired up and passionate to help other women and mm-hmm. truly Help them to um, desire to be that um, beautiful blossom woman. Um, when I was going through, when I'm working with 31 ladies, I, I just try to talk with them and try to see what their, like you said, their why and their passion. And yeah. I tell you what, over the whole, um, throughout the company, I've been able to minister to so many women. And mm-hmm. there are women that will even inbox me that I've never even heard from. Um, never even met. And yeah. to me, that is beautiful. And I pray over that every day. Seriously, I pray that God will use me in mm-hmm. a mighty way and not um, I don't want to be heard. I don't get the credit for that. Every time that something yeah. comes back to me, I just say, Lord, you get the glory for this, not me. Yeah. And um, so it is a passion to reach out to so many women and pull them in and love them and nurture them. And um, what I like to call the butterflies. Yes. Don't be a butterfly. I don't couldn't be a wait until she talked about it. <laughs> butterflies <laughs> i do not like being a caterpillar and i don't want any woman to be a caterpillar i want them to blossom into a soaring butterfly mm-hmm. because that is truly where you spread your wings and you fly and um, i truly believe that god mm-hmm. created that for us to truly see and um, enrich ourselves and mm-hmm. broaden you know the gifts that he has given us so absolutely um one of the pictures that comes to mind when you're talking about that butterflies i saw a um cross point one day you know mm-hmm. the needle point things mm-hmm. and it said just when the caterpillar thought its life was over absolutely it transformed into a butterfly yeah. mm-hmm. and i think that's such a beautiful thing because as women we do find ourselves getting into situations where we feel stuck mm-hmm. we feel trapped mm-hmm. and we start to question things we start to question well did i do something wrong is god not blessing me is is god not with me and we start to make sometimes some really bad thought processes mm-hmm. and and we start to believe those thought mm-hmm. processes and um, it can pull us away from God mm-hmm. and it can pull us away from, you know, the people that love us and isolate us. So I think that's one of my, my favorite things about Mary is that she really loves to help women get unstuck mm-hmm. and to set a goal and go after it. Mm-hmm. And even if it's a small goal, especially in the beginning, you know, Mary always talks to me about saying just a small goal. Mm-hmm. You know, don't go for, you know, what are you going to be in five years? What? What's next month going to be like? Absolutely. And so um, that that's one of the reasons that I wanted to introduce you to Mary is that she's really great at goal setting. Uh, but the biggest reason is that 
I love Mary's story of transformation. Mm-hmm. Um, she did her time as a caterpillar. Mm-hmm. And now that God has her as a butterfly, she really does give the glory back to God. And I find that so inspiring and, and worthy of note, because how many times do we say that this is what I have accomplished? Mm-hmm. But instead, Mary turns it around and with that wonderful gift of faith says, look what my God has done through me. Absolutely. And so I'm, I'm really grateful for that. Um, Mary, as we're starting to wrap up, I just wanted to, to ask you if there was, you know, if you knew that there was a woman listening out there who felt stuck or trapped, um, if there were any words that you wanted to say to her or, you know, a prayer that you would have for her, um, what would you want to say? Well, Heather, um, we all hit roadblocks in our life and mm-hmm. sometimes we just don't know how to overcome them. And I'm a true, true example of that. And I'll quickly share with you, even through 31, you know, people that didn't know me in my past, I'm glad to, that they can see me for the person I am today. Yeah. Um, I actually hit a roadblock in 31. I started in 2007 and um, in 2009, I had a roadblock and I didn't know where what to, to what to do. And so being the real person and authentic person that I am, um, I just looked up and I said, Lord, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go from this. I literally wanted to walk away from my business mm. after growing it to 300 women on my downline um, that I, were recruited. And um Heather, it was it was a challenging thing, but I tell you what, it was a great asset to my mm-hmm. business because yeah. so many women could see that I was real, and I do have roadblocks in my life. And how do you overcome those roadblocks? Yeah. So I would say to every single woman out there that you can accomplish anything if you just put your mind to it, just put it down, um, lay it all out before you, and just take one step at a time and really look at your why. Why are you in this? this? Yeah. What is it um, with anything in life? Mm -hmm. Um, Why am I the mother of four, you know, and what am I going to do with that? And or what am now that I'm a wife, how am I going to be the best wife that I can be? And yes, there may be a roadblock, Mm -hmm. but how am I going to overcome this this obstacle? So I come out stronger, bigger and better. Mm -hmm. So it is an awesome experience to be able to lead women through that and help them overcome that. But in 2010, I'm proud to say that I came out bigger and better and stronger. And now I'm able to help women, thousands of women, um, to overcome obstacles. And even not even with 31, it's with anything. And that's what I think is so great. He has expanded not only your business, Mm -hmm. but your ministry, the effect that you have across Mm -hmm. the country of women you may never see, but you get the email and you get the prayer request and you see God working in their life because he used your broken and transparent example. Mm-hmm. And I think that is just an amazing testimony of don't ever limit yourself Never. because of your setbacks. Absolutely. Because you can fall back as far as you need to. Mm-hmm. But God will still allow you to become everything mm-hmm. that he has intended for you to be and to soar. Mm-hmm. And um, that is one of Mary's favorite um, <laughs> present tense active verbs, soar. So, again, I just want to thank you so much, Mary, for giving us the time today at Eavesdrop and uh, just sharing a little bit about your story, Mm -hmm. what God has done through you, how he has used even your setbacks Mm -hmm. and um, the things in your life to make you the person, not in spite of, but Mm -hmm. because of what you've come from. And what a great example that you can be of how to live authentically, Mm -hmm. not ever putting glory on yourself, but saying, yeah, this is where I've walked and this is where I've come. And yet this is what God has done. And blessed is he. Mm -hmm. 
and greatly to be praised. Amen. Uh, so thank you so much for coming today. I, I truly am honored to be a friend of yours. And, and I, if there's anything I can ever do to help you, I would love to do that. You know that. Thank you. Um, I do want to let you all know that Mary does have a website. It is www.my31, all spelled out, dot com forward slash Mary. So you can uh, reach her there if you want to go on her website. But she does have a Facebook page, and it is Mary Douglas Ussery. If you'd like to go out there and friend her, you could inbox her at that spot. Um, Thanks again, Mary. Thank you. We are so glad you're here. Um, And until next week, bye-bye. Thanks again for listening. We're so glad you chose to eavesdrop on our conversation. If you'd like to communicate with us, give feedback, or share a show topic with us, check out our Facebook page or our website. On Facebook, we're Eavesdrop, and on the web, it's www.eavesdropshow.com. Our emails are listed on the website, and we would love to hear from you. Until next time, remember, there are extraordinary women all around us, and if you can't find one, well, maybe it's you. Be the woman God created you to be. Love you, mean it. Bye-bye.